Hi, everybody, and welcome to The Ideal Experience. My name is Pauline Bujnowski. I am a weight loss coach here in Livingston, New Jersey, um, which is pretty fitting because I have the coach of all coaches that Mike Tomlin. I don't even know how <laughs> or what to say because you are somebody who is in my heart always, Mr. Manj Singh. Why are you gonna start like that? Yeah, I mean, like, no, like, I, like you, you, like, oh my goodness! No, you got Monch, me stuttering and listen, fumbling over words. I wish I could be, you know, coaching is coaching, right? Yes. I wish I was just this much of the coach you are, because I could learn from you. You are an amazing, amazing coach, and I know this firsthand, because yeah. you've been a part of our family since I don't even know what year. Right? First grade, oh, right? It was Nikolai. Jeez, Nikolai was always up a grade. Always up a grade, but always up a grade. Ended up with his, uh, third grade. I want to say no, 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 maybe fourth. no fifth. It was a long time. I got to say, wow, early two thousands. Wow, that's a long it's time ago. A long time. He, he must have been in even... second grade because I remember we went to the Verona Eagles weigh in, yeah. and Nick I got up on the scale no, and no, he, he wasn't even close for a little while. He did play with, with the following the second year though, so yeah. he must have been in second grade because so. first grade second. And then I think that's Ugh. when he went to Montclair. Yeah. But, you know, we say, so you've been Nikolai's, you've coached Nikolai. Oh, yeah. And people could say that because he's had many coaches. Right, right. But you've had an, a major impact on Nikolai. So to be able to say that, and I don't know what that feels like. And I know you've had an impact on many, many kids. Because I've known firsthand, Munch, what kind of coach you are. And I know what kind of person you are. Um, and congratulations on your position of head coach at Glen Ridge. Thank Glen you. That's R huge. Glen Ridge is going to yeah. be on the map. I'm Glen hoping. Ridge is going to be on the 100%. Oh, with with Monge, of course. No doubt, Monge. Um, I'm just happy that everyone gets to see what I have always known about you. You know, and it's funny that like, you bring up Nikolai uh, coaching him. And it was like from Little League. And then all of a sudden I ended up at Don Bosco, and he mm -hmm. ended up at Don Bosco. And, I, you know, it was just that. But he was a year up, but I was there. And then I started taking a helping hand and going inside with, with Bosco, doing things over there. And then even the spring league when we had back in – there's so many years, so many times with Nikolai and uh, with your family. And I, I got to say, as football parents, you guys were probably one of the top families that pushed me, let me do what I had to do as a coach, believed in me, um, understood when I had to be rough and when we'd be tough to get them to become you know, young men. And that's always the goal, you know, and to have support. And that's what it's all about, having support. And I got the, the person I am was not built without my mom. Being, oh, raised, being, being raised just with a, with a mom alone, no father figure. I think that's probably um, one of the reasons of coaching is like my thing. I love it because I feel like the word coach is dad. I feel the word coach is like fathers. I never got to say the word dad or father day in my life. Think about that. Think, yeah. about, think, think about that. I never so, thought of it that way. Yeah, so when a, when a kid calls me coach and I feel like that's the word dad, I don't want to be like my father and leave a player. Right now, now I'm stuck with you. Now I got to build you. Now I got to be there for you. Now I'm going to hover you. Now I'm going to be just like a parent and be all over you. Um, never anything of malicious ways, of course, be all over them in good ways and bad ways. Um, whether they're doing the right thing, doing the wrong thing, you still got to be there for them. You got to tell them that you care. You know, and that's I think that's what what, what winning winning is about. Winning them in life. Forget about the field. Forget about X's and O's. It's about making them believe in you and that you're never going to walk away from them during their ups and their downs. And when they stop playing the game, you got to stay with them through life. And that's one thing I've encouraged coaches and encouraged and done myself is life after football. What is it? What, do, what can Does I do? What does that look like? Yeah. 
And some of them have no direction. Some of them do. Some want to do the things I did. And I tell them, you know, and I laugh about it. But, I, you know, people say no. But I feel like I'm, sometimes I'm a walking failure, meaning I failed so much in life. But when I win, I win big. You understand what I'm saying? In other words, I, can, I made so many mistakes and so many bad things. But I want them to learn from my experiences and my bad things I went through. So I tell kids all the time, like, you know, I tried this, I did that, I done this, I did, don't do this, don't do that. If you want to try on your own and follow that path, it didn't, you know, they, they might follow it and they might be successful trying it, but, you know, nine times out of ten is something that, you know, you shouldn't have done or you shouldn't do. And, you know, never like cheating or things like that. What I'm saying is like some life choices. Like, let's just say you, you hang with certain people in life. Right. You know, we all have. Right. And they're not doing the right things. And you just want to be there because you want to be a friend or you want to be that person. Um, those are situations where I, sometimes I've walked away from and sometimes I didn't walk away from. You know, Learning. Yeah, you learn. And when you see your players do it, you try to build them through that. You know, mm -hmm. try to tell them through experiences, through life experiences. The only way anybody's going to learn in life is through experience. And that's why it's like, you know, with your family, like alone. Like I remember Chris used to sit there and watch us, Coach Nikolai, coach the whole team. And it was at first, like, is he just watching us to watch us? But meanwhile, he's just reading a book. Mm -hmm. Your husband's reading a book, and he's or just smoking walking, a cigar, smoking a cigar yeah. reading a book, and, and not even really paying us attention. But he just heard the whistles and heard us doing the drills. And after practice, keep encouraging us to give him more. So it's like those things right there. Now, if he told me something different, that's an experience. So like one of those things, I got to listen. Hey, what, what am I doing wrong? What's going on? Talk to me. And that was my early years of coaching. You know, and it's just like, you know, you're building something when you're but you've always had that mentality as long as I've known you. Yeah. And that's what that's what's wild to me is like, where did that come from? Well, I, I know your mom, but yeah. You know, OK, but, but, so the mentality, but, I'll be honest. OK, so Sean, my brother, Sean, Sean was the one who got me to coaching. Um, I, he asked me one day, he's like, you want to coach football? You love football? And I said, yeah, I like it. I love it. You know, he goes, but do you want to coach it? No, I'm done. I don't want to do nothing with it. I, I, I finished playing. I don't want to do it. Kept asking me, kept asking me, kept asking me. Come coaches, you program, you'll have fun. Now, I was going through a lot of things in life during that time, believe it or not. I was going through, you know, I just had my first son. I was going through working, being a man, and just trying to figure things out. And I didn't know nothing about therapy. I was like, you know, I need one way to unwind myself. And football was it. So I got there the first day. And from that on, I mean, that was back in 2000 maybe, maybe, uh, yeah, 2000, 2001 around there. And I never looked back. That first year, just coaching off of passion and what we know and um, just loving the players and everything. And, you know, you know like they say that the old Bosco saying that, they, you know, coaches love coaches, players love players, and vice versa. Mm -hmm. It just became that. So we were doing that before I even heard that saying. Like, you just, you know, feel it, feel it. And we ended up winning, I think, two straight championships. Um, and then I started seeing us molding men. And these are young kids. These are kids who are in fourth, fifth grade, sixth grade. And we just started molding them and following them. And then it just got contagious. And then it just got um, – non-competitive when you're winning so much at one league so we went to another league and went to another right. league so we jumped around and we went to the cobras and we did three-peat up in the mm -hmm. cobras you know i think one win you're one defeated you know and it just keep going and then i went to bloomfield to try it out you know they were winning two or three games a year went there with sham and we ended up winning 10 11 games a season see yeah like glenn ridge has no idea what's about to happen if I was moving to the area and my boys were young and wanted to play football, right. Glen Ridge, everybody would be the first place I'd look with the U.S. coach. Swear to God. Yeah, 100%. Swear to God, 100%. But do, you, 
do you bring in your own staff now too? Well, it was funny. I got hired. I was going to keep the staff because I always believe let everybody stay and you mm-hmm. know if they want to stay to fill it out. But they everybody left except for one. Mm-hmm. Um, one stayed. He's been there for a while. I actually know his family. Uh, Carl Hauser Jr. know the family and everybody. But um, I had to hire my own staff, and which is probably great too. It was great. I, I took uh, uh, Chris Ferrara, who um, was at, just recently at St. Joe's, but I grew up with Chris. We played football together from Cobras mm-hmm. all the way through. That's awesome. So I've known Chris for 30-plus years, and he has that mentality. He's coached with my brother Sham as well, so he's ignited with that. So she, basically, I'm, we're under Sham's coaching tree. Sham mm-hmm. was like the godfather for this whole thing for me, and I came out of his coaching tree. So to, you, know, you know, Chris started before us a year before, but he was part of Sham's thing too. His mentality, the way he comes in, it was just fiery like me. And I was like, okay, I need a guy like this that understands but also could calm me down. Mm-hmm. And then I have a coach who's a voice of reason, Rob Rolo. Um, he was an office coordinator over at uh, Immaculate. He's a Glenridge native. Okay. So he when he reached out to me, he's my offensive line coach. So, you know, he's, you know, he's very res- reserved. He's, you know, calm, cool, collect, just, mm-hmm. you know, doing things. So, um, and then my, fi- my final coach is uh, my brother-in-law who nice. works at the school. He's my quality control coach. So basically, he takes care of the emails. He takes care of uniforms. Oh, yeah, he takes care huge. of all the things yeah. like that. During the game, he's going to be the one telling me um, we ran this many plays to the right that were correct, this many plays to the left that were correct. Um, this went bad, that went bad, blah, blah, blah. He's going to be the only one in my ear during the game because I have to coach the defense too because we have, we have a small, small group one school, so it's very small. Mm-hmm. So you don't have that many coaches like we did back in the big north. You know, you had yeah. a bunch of coaches for every position, for everything. Sometimes I think there more coaches, more coaches than players sometimes. Sideline, yeah, right? right? Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Um, but if you could recreate those old Cobra days with that coaching staff oh to Glen God. Ridge, because just I was a young kid. Well, I was older than Nikolai, but seeing you guys perform and seeing you guys work, like I would love to see my son with that coaching staff. I'll tell you guys you, were just so on point and just so fiery. Just it, it was, was awesome. It was so different for me, but I tell everybody this story, and I'm not even sure which coach it is. It may have even been you. Um, a kid was was holding constantly. He mm. kept holding. So the coach showed up with boxing that gloves. Was yeah. That was me. Yeah. Yeah. That was me. And like, I have it in gonna, my truck now, just in case of anybody and, doing a holding. Yeah, you're not going to hold. And I, I was like, that is absolutely brilliant. Mm-hmm. And what coach goes to that level? Well, that he, next level to – to teach a kid yeah. not to hold. Who does yeah. that, Manj? But, I'm telling yeah. you. Wait, I'm going to make the prediction now uh-huh. in case I forget. You're all going to think I'm crazy. Three to five years, Glenridge changes from a lacrosse town to a football town. And that, and I'm putting it down right now. We'll wow. timestamp that. I'm wow. t- timestamp it. Okay. I, I agree. July 19th. Gavin, do you agree? Yeah. I Listen, with him, with done right, absolutely. Done. Again, going back to Corbis, seeing that team, seeing the – they're, they're young kids at that age, and you guys treat them like men. And you could see from Kyle to Nikolai, from all those kids, they all went on to big-time schools. Jack you know, Will. not Jack Quill. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Um, so that's, that's just a mirror. Yeah. That, Christian Dremel. Dremel, <laughs> yeah. Dremel. I mean, you know what? Those days, I would click my fingers and it's clack my heels and right go back. back. Yeah. I've never been with a staff so great in my life. Johnny yeah. Valentine, uh, Sham. Koss, um, Nick Bernie joined on with us. Um, you had um, Co- Kevin Christmas. Christmas. Um, yep. Will will come Christmas. and try to. Will will come and. Um, will Young will always come and try to stick, slow us down because we came on our own moniker. Like we were just. We were just. 
I mean, you had the Pistons that were the bad boys. We were the bad boys because everybody didn't like us already. We knew that. Nobody liked Montclair. So we said, you know what? They don't like us. We don't like them. Let's mm-hmm. go out there and just do what we do have to it. do. Yeah. yeah. Let's go play ball. And, you know, we and then you just had so many people, so much support. It's just that coaching group and Koss let us do what we wanted to do. Koss was the head coach. He let us enjoy. You know, we've ended up becoming uh, – we called this up to you. You know, we were, we were that yeah. bad. Like, it was incredible. Like, you went three, we went to four championships and won three straight. Yeah, crazy. We don't have rules. We have standards. Listen, not only Going that, right? The, then know. after they're done coaching, well, you but you stayed with Nikolai longer, right? I, I texted Manj about Nikolai's graduation because it was right oh, yeah. COVID. They all shot. They all come, yeah. That was the most touching. Even when you got up and spoke. It was just amazing. You, you're amazing. That's you know why, how I feel about you. That's why I always say football sports is more than just a sport. It's more than just a game. Well, football, this is why I love football so much. Um, you're going to win. You're going to lose. You're going to cry. You're going to get hurt. You're going to lose a player. You're going to gain a player. You're going to lose a coach. You're going to gain a coach. It changes like life. Mm-hmm. Every day there's a new change. There's something new. You might not be in your A game today, but yesterday at practice you were firing in all cylinders where everybody's coaches. You're going like, we're going to win this game by a mile. Next day, kid, something happens in their life that changes. Now you have to adjust on the fly. Mm-hmm. With life, you have to adjust on the fly. You have to, you have to be a finisher. You know, I always say you can start one way, but you have to learn how to be a finisher. As a coach, I want to learn how to be a finisher. And I'm still learning how to be a finisher, how to finish mm-hmm. the whole job, get it done. And getting it done doesn't mean that, you know, um, it, you know, starts and ends at practice, but you have to go through the game and understand that what if this happens. That's the thing with life, what ifs. Football has a what ifs. It's an oval ball. It can hit. It goes this way. It can go that way. It's never going to roll to you and roll back to you. It's actually going to go Do you many, see what I'm saying? Many areas. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But that's true. I don't, Chris, during the podcast, can we, and, and if Manj wouldn't mind sharing, some of your, um, I don't know if you can do that, the pep talks you, you would give the kids. Oh, I don't mind. I mean, so honestly. Can we show them the podcast? Well, we have videos we can, of it, right? We can put the link. Yeah, there's, yeah. There's, a, there's a video. Yeah, there's a link. I, I used I, to beg Manj to send them to me. <laughs> yeah, there's a link that actually got chopped up by one of my buddies, uh, Jeff McGrath. He's at MC Films. He chopped it up when I was getting interviewed for Montclair, before mm-hmm. I got interviewed for here. And he made a video for me. I think it was, you know, uh, it was very touching. Um, yeah. And now uh, with my uh, Coach Monj, it's Coach Monj underscore, wait, Coach underscore Monj 05. Um, there's clips coming up too with the GR, and there's clips of me talking that have been put up. And you don't mind if we, we put I don't this? mind at all. I no. mean, legitly, I, I will send you guys the, the main one. Send that, us that, the main yeah, one, and, and we're going to show that. Because I used to watch them. I lost everything on my phone when I with my contacts. I would watch those all the time, especially if I was having a day like eh, I'd put Monj on. You yeah. know what? One of my players um, – see, this is the other thing, too, with that whole um, – I'm not going to forget the story. So with the whole thing with uh, Coach being dad and everything like that, one of, a lot of my foreign players either call me uncle or they'll call me still coach or they'll call me pop or dad or whatever. Mm-hmm. It, it gets infected. So one of my former players um, still call, he calls me pop. Calls me up and goes, Pop, right now I'm going through some bad things. You know, mom's not doing too well in the hospital, in and out. I'm going to do surgeries and stuff. And he goes, he's talking to me and he's telling me everything is going on. So I'm with him. I guess it's life after football. Okay, he's two years out already. And he's calling me, talking to me, speaking to me. And then his mother asked me to speak to her and give her a pep talk before surgery. Wow. This happened This happened last week. I get Holy that. Crap. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, a pep talk before what? Before surgery. So I spoke to her, and she was, as I'm speaking to her, they're putting the needle in, they're doing this, that, and the other. As I'm on the phone, this is going on, 
you know, not during the actual surgery, the prep for the surgery. I'm on the phone with her, and you know, I, I, I don't know. I don't even like I said. I, I, I guess it's a gift. Uh, I don't. You know, I'm one that runs away when people give me compliments or say anything good about me. I don't, I don't care for that. Like, no, you know, I know that. Like That's me as a squirming in the seat, but I'm going to yeah, tell everybody. And, and the thing is, like, me, me as a coach, it's like, you know, the team wins championships. Players win games. My goal is to make sure you finish life. Get to college and finish life. If college is not for you, okay, what do you want to do? Let's figure that out. Let's get mm-hmm. you going with something. Then I want to be involved. And I always say, you know, developing developmental is the best thing of coaching. Like, I don't like having the all star and the stud. I can, I mean, I love having them, but I'd rather have the one that needs to learn and wants to learn and wants to be taught. I was that guy as a player, wanted to learn, wanted to be taught. I was great at one point. I thought in my life until people caught up to my speed and caught up to what I could do, and then I didn't have the love to train as hard. And then I understood, like you know, if I would have done this and done that. And had this and had that, I would have been maybe somewhere else, but I wouldn't be sitting here either. Mm-hmm. So I'm happy where I'm at in my life. I'm very, very happy. It's always like I always keep telling people it's the difference between Michael, uh, Mike Tyson and Leon Spinks' support system. Mm-hmm. And my support system as a coach is parents like yourself, oh, people like you. yourself, yeah. you know, being, being, being supportive, and that's everything. But, I, see, to me, as a mom, you, you would do great with the kids that think – that they're the studs because you would bring them down. Oh, I always do. To a level. Oh, you have you know? to. And I cuz it cuz I don't think that you're doing them any service by by pumping them up because they're going to go into the real world and mm-hmm. go to a school and they're not the only number one there. Right. And a lot of the times these kids fold. Yeah. Cuz Un- they can't handle it. Because they were hitting it everything. Yeah, exactly. So I think you're the perfect coach for pe- for kids like that. Yeah. Cuz you don't care who they are. No, no. I I don't care what you did in the past. You know, I don't ask me what you did in the past. I don't care about any of that. So it's like right now I'm my hands are involved with the uh the Red Dog program, which is the youth program, very heavily involved because I got to build that to build where I'm going. So mm-hmm. I have to build the basement, put a nice foundation put some walls up, nice flooring to make a finished basement, mm-hmm. to build to the next first level, to the second level, just mm-hmm. build. I want to build uh, uh, the biggest estate ever when it comes to Glen Ridge. I want to make this thing into a home that they're going to feel home all the time, I from the basement no all doubt. the way to the top floor. And it's like, you know, you put me in a position to do something, you hand me something, my goal is to execute. My goal is to finish. Not to say, hey, maybe I'll come back on this one, maybe we'll cut on this one, cut. No. There's no sliding on anything. It's going straight head on, taking it on. I mean, I, took, I think I took the biggest risk um, taking this career. I gave up a lot. I gave up a lot. I changed my whole life. You know, I decided to leave a job I was at for 20 years. Are you happier leaving the job? I've never been this happy in my life. So then you That's made awesome. the right decision. I have, you know, my wife, she's, you know, she's everything. She's you know, my rock pushing me and told me, this, just do it. Let's, let's go to Leap of Faith and do it. And it was Leap of Faith and it was something that I've been happy with. Um, just doing real estate, doing this. Um, you know, it's just, it's just the most awesome thing. I think I'm living a dream. And oh, it, so I know it's not monetary. It. I don't really care about the monetary reasons. But I'm doing it because I'm there to help. Right. I'm there to build. I'm there to do a job. I'm there to, you know, to hopefully change lives. But my life is also changing at the same time, mm-hmm. you know. And and I just want to make sure that, you know, uh, you know, I continue. You know, I just want to continue to, you know, to be who I am. I'm not one person that wants to be in the limelight. That's not me. You know, being on the podcast, I don't mind sharing stories. Being in front of a crowd, I don't mind doing that. But to take credit for something, no. How did this head coach job come about, though? Because it's not easy to get a head coaching job. 
Wow. This is this. I know it's going to be a long story. No. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. Hi, everyone. Thank you for watching The Ideal Experience. If you or anyone you know needs to lose weight, I have helped my clients lose over 60,000 pounds in the last 12 years. Give us a call. The office number is 973-486-6928. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Okay, so the head coach position came along, um, I want to say November, right after St. Joe's, uh, the playoff game, we lost to Bosco. And actually, before, I don't want to cut you off, but before we even get into the story, we got to also explain Mondra's background too. Okay, go Bosco, ahead. Hey, you know what? what Saints, kind of, we're, we're what jumping kind of, here. Yeah, we're jumping. Oh, you want to slow it down? Let's start from the beginning. Yes. Let's, 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 yeah, start let's start from, from number one, actually. Okay. So it started with the youth program. Uh, Garland Thornton, most people know him as Duran, uh, started me back there with the youth program back in 2000. So we did the youth program um, in Montclair. So town league was together. Everybody played inside the town and stuff like that. We all played against each other. Mm -hmm. Very, very, I loved it. Um, it used to have, you know, this player from this school because just played this school, but it was all Montclair kids all together. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that was where it started. And then we moved up a little bit. And then we felt like our town was doing really good. You always had the Cobras. We decided to link out and do the Pop Warner. So, of course, Sean, he's like, we're going to do Pop Warner. Let's do it. Let's do it. And I'll never forget it. We did the first Pop Warner before the season started. Sean gets up. You know how he is. We're going to beat everybody. We're going to do this. We're going to put the women and children to bed, go hunt for supper and all this stuff. And I'm looking at him like, oh, boy. And I wasn't at this meeting, and they told us what he did. And everybody in that meeting said, we're going to come after Montclair, the, the Pop Warner team. We're, we're coming for him. They put us at the pot. Yeah, I like it. The first game was against the champions and went to Florida and won the whole thing. Mm -hmm. I think it was Rosella Rollway. I'm not even sure. We beat them. That's awesome. We beat them. <laughs> and, I, and I was like, wow. After that, we lost every game. <laughs> yeah. It, it, got, every game. it got bad. That's because sports. When we realized with Pop Warner, you had kids that were in high school, ninth graders because of their age or whatever, and they were able to play Pop Warner. And the cutoffs. And, and the, the cutoffs. So it became like we had seventh graders, eighth graders, a couple sixth graders that were big kids and whatever. So we got mauled. You know, but it was a learning experience. Humbling. You got to lose sure. in life. You have to lose. You got to lose. You got to get your tail kicked in. Like, you know, we got our, our butts kicked in. And we sat there and watched kids, you know, a kid broke his wrist. Another kid broke his arm. Another kid broke his spiritual broke. Yeah. You got to rebuild that. So we had, you know, figured this whole thing out. And it was our first trial. We never did this before, Pop Warner. We never, you know, we don't know, you know, you're learning. It. It's something different. The rules are different. You're playing against team, towns we never played against. So that was, that was a hefty experience. So then I took a year off after that. I said, I need to take a year off. You need to take a year yeah, off. Yeah, it was that bad. And plus life, life got really interesting for me. Um... Uh, heck, I'll share everything. I mean, so life got really busy where I was, uh, I was going through a dark period of my own personal life. And I was just trying to figure life out, trying to figure what to do, you know, uh, in just life, like everything, kids, um, you know, home, um, job, getting laid off, just, you know, I just felt everything was against me. And that was a year I took off was a year that everything was just a dark period. And I realized that one thing that could keep me going and keep me, you know, satisfied is football. So I joined the Cobra program. And then when I got to Mockler Cobras, joined there, and, you know, we just went from there. And we just, like I said, it just kicked back into me. This whole system kicked back in. I was able to coach my son while I was there. Now, you guys know I never did daddy ball ever. No, never. 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 None of the coaches there. No. No, no, no. My kids could play on the team, but I'll bench them as fast as I'll put the next well, one in. Manj, I think that I, I always said that's a parents, too. 
when you were on Montclair Cobras, if your kid got pulled out of the game, it wasn't like, what were those coaches? You knew the kid did something wrong. Yep. Because yeah. they were putting the kids in to play and to win, and yep. that's it. Compete. So we'll get into that, was, too, because I have questions about private and public, so... Oh, okay. so, yeah. oh yeah. yeah. So, so you know, we did the Cobras, and we talked about that earlier. And then I, you know, went to Bloomfield, tried that out. While I was at Bloomfield, is when I was doing Bloomfield and helping out the freshman at Don Bosco. And so then I got into the freshman at Bosco, but I was part of the Bosco family for a long time because my son went there, you know, early Elijah. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, 2011, 2012, around there, involved with them since then, and even probably before. I knew Dan Marangi for a very long time. Um, great man, God damn Reggie. And, um, you know, so we went through the whole thing and, you know, I was going both ways. I was going to practice for, for Bosco. Then I was practicing with, with the little league of Bloomfield practice. At, I was doing both. It was hard. That's so hard. But I knew there was, I was going to close the gap and get to where I wanted to get to. So when I finally got to the big North and was able to be there at Bosco, it was, uh, it was unreal pinching myself like wow you know oh my goodness i made it to the mountaintop and it, you know like i said i have no ill will against this, the place you know wherever i coach and wherever i've been i still respect the places um love the coaches love the coaches i coach with i learned a whole lot uh, the experience was, un- was unreal like we're traveling here traveling yeah, there it's crazy right? it's it's un- it's unreal and the, the people don't understand if you're not in that that if you don't if you haven't lived it and seen it it's unreal on how football what, how deep it really is and it really and so truly deep. is. You yeah. have to experience yeah, it. Yeah, it's a college-type experience up there. And then when I went to St. Joe's, um, it was like a lateral move. And I just fit right in and took over the JV team. Um, you know, I was doing a JV, uh, which we called the first platoon. Right. Uh, yeah, we called the JV the first platoon because there was no playbook. There was no handouts. There was nothing. We They basically said, uh, Coach Hoffman, Augie Hoffman was the coach then. He said, hey, you go out there, make you know, knock, knock it out. Now, as I said, Coach Marange, he's like, what do you want me to do? He goes, whatever defense, whatever you can fit, try to fit what we do, and whatever. So we went out there, and we had a 7-1 uh, and one season. No, 8-1 and one season. 8-1, mm-hmm. and one, no game plan. So we called, yeah. I called him the first platoon. You hop off the plane, yep. jump on the ground, and just play football. Yep. Yeah. There was no, there was, so it was like I had a coach guy, and I don't know none of these guys. I don't know none of them. They don't know me. And we had to build a relationship from when they're every, so basically every program I've coached at, everywhere i coach coached at, the first month, you're not going to like me because I have rules. I have, you know, things I do, do things, you know, the hard way. you got to learn it that way to understand, to get things. Nobody's going to give you anything in life. I've never received anything for free. I've never received anything because of my looks or received it because of who I know. I had to earn everything I get. So you got to earn this seat. Like, I earned this seat right here with you, with you guys here, you know, and this is, this is incredible to be here. That's always your seat too, by the way. Well, I appreciate it. <laughs> you know, so I look at that and I'm just like, you know, how many parents have given their kids everything? Just give them everything. What did that child learn? Nothing. Zero. I had a talk with my, my – this is my football team this year, but prior to, the years earlier, how many players on the team thank their parents for their cell phone bill every month? That's a small thing. It's they take it for granted. It's they take it for granted because – They take it for yeah, granted. because they say, I'm supposed to have this. I'm supposed, no, you're not. If that was the way life was and you would be, you know, winning on everything and everybody's going to win, there's no competition, no competing, and no losing. The reason I like football, nobody's going to hand you a position. You have to earn that position because if you're not doing your position, you're going to hurt the guy next to you mm-hmm. and hurt the person behind you. Of course. Or, and that's that's def- talk of defensively, not even offensively. Offensively, mm-hmm. you can get somebody killed. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, violent, it's a violent sport. It's a game of collision. So coming out of St. Joe's and, and, and going up from St. Joe's and, 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 and just uh, – Going through those ranks was interesting with Don Bosco, and it wasn't really different. 
there was no difference between the two schools except for maybe the coaches. But then when I was at, at St. Joe's, the basically all, all Don Bosco coaches were up there already. Right. Redoing the same culture that we were doing when we were at uh, you know Bosco years ago. But, of course, you know, Bosco's Bosco, Joe's is Joe's, Bergen, everybody, you know, everybody versus Bergen, that's right. how it always mm-hmm. is. And, you know, you have your St. Peter's and you have your, your Paramus Catholic, you know. And this scene all prep came out of nowhere, you know, shocked St. Joe's that one year. And that was one game that you could lose on any given, any given Friday, any given Saturday. Mm-hmm. It's like life. Just like life. You could lose any day. What's the difference in your viewpoint from the publics and the privates? What are some like the, like the top five major differences that you see? See, I came out of Montclair. Mm-hmm. So when I was in Montclair in the 90s playing ball, and if you can go to the 80s, we used to beat up on private schools. Mm-hmm. We used to take it to them. It was different. Yeah. It was different. We had dudes, you know, and you had guys that believed and were all in. I don't, I don't, the difference, I, I, I'll be honest with you, I mean, yeah, the level of competition you could say is different because you're recruiting, you're getting the best kids from this place, the best kids from this place, mm-hmm. the best kids from here, and you're putting an all-star team together. But what's happening is you have another team doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Somebody's going to have the most best kids. But some of the kids you're taking play in a lower level of competition in the youth programs. Now you're taking the best kid in a youth program, but that youth program was really a weak division type mm-hmm. thing, and they really should have stayed in their small town. Or stayed here, unless their kid is just extremely dominant. I'm not going to knock the private schools and what they do. I mean, listen, they take the best of the best and they put them in the best position to get to the best colleges and the best places. Yeah. But you have public school kids doing it as well. Mm-hmm. You know, certain kids shouldn't. I, I always say, if you want to try, try it, go for it. But I'll tell you, it's unforgiving sometimes. When you get to the private school and for your body, your mind, your soul, everything. It can. It oh, can yeah. If you're not mentally ready for it and you're not tough enough. You know, and everybody wants to say, hey, my kid's tougher, he's tough, he's tough. Let me tell you something. I've seen I've seen it all. I had three kids go through it. It's like a college program in high school. It's a college program. Some schools you have to be up at 5 a.m. to get ready to go to school. Mm-hmm. Well, like Nikolai. Nikolai and Kyle. <laughs> Nikolai and Kyle, they would leave in the morning, yeah. have to be at school by 7.30, 45-minute yep. ride. Yep. School, football, home at night. Yep. They I'll, fall asleep in the driveway. I'll yep. show Manja's video. It was funny at the time, but Kyle and Nikolai pull up to the driveway. They didn't even get out of the car. They didn't even turn off the car. They just passed out. And at the time, it was very funny to me. But then you realize and see where they're at today. That's all that hard work that nobody sees. Yeah. They only see that hard work on Saturday and Sunday. Well, listen. Well, now it's Saturday. Coach but Coach Toll said, and you can attest to it, um, he said that my kids do not quit any D1 program because they're used to it. Yeah. That there's a lot of kids that don't go to D1 and so, they can't handle it. Right. So it's, it's, it goes down to what you just, I just basically said earlier, coaching. Yeah. Coaching style. My coaching style, what I'm bringing to Glen Ridge is going to be the same style I had up there. The only difference is, you know, I don't have the numbers. I don't have a hundred kids on this program or 50, you know, 70 kids on the varsity. You know, the numbers aren't as, as high to have practices. You'll have to have. develop more than have to develop more, cherry pick. That's why I'm down at the youth level. Going to develop them Grow there, me. learning how we do things, hands on. It, it's you got to be involved. It's and like then, Russia over there now in Glen Ridge. <laughs> <laughs> I, I used to say that when you played at Verona, I used to say that. All the, well, no, actually, when you even played Eagles, yeah, I'd laugh because like, where's the high school coach? Yeah. They, they would, you they would come. The, the assistants would come. Chris, you had two kids that were definitely going private. Mm-hmm. You, you want to groom another quarterback for high school? Yeah. What do you, what do you yeah. I mean yeah. you, you have to you have to be involved. I'm 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 right now and I'm you know and there's no knock. You know, there's some kids I might have a kid that comes out and he's six foot six or six five, he might be running like a deer, he might mm-hmm. be the you know, the biggest thing since since everything. I'm not gonna stop him from going to the big north to give it a shot. Yeah. 
I Because he might come back eventually. He might come back or he might just make it. And I'm never going to stop anybody from going. Can you tell? You know, you see people. Can you tell a kid that, you know, you see a kid who dominates a weaker division? Oh, yeah. Like, could you tell if they'd oh, yeah. be able to make it in the Big Ten? Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah, you could you could tell you 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 definitely the big north, yeah the big say. north yeah you yeah. can you could tell you know and we keep you know like I said in New Jersey the big north is is one of the best divisions in in, in the, the country nation, yeah in the country you know so you could tell who's gonna make it who's not and it's it's, it's you got to become a different type of beast you got to bring that beast out of yourself that that, yeah. that that animal has to come out it's somewhere buried inside mm-hmm. and it's unforgiven when it comes out it's, there's it's no bringing out. it back right. And then, listen, it, it's not a bad thing. Because you're bringing the best out of somebody. What you end up seeing is when you bring that out of a player, you see their life change, how to become mature, how to become better, how to become better in life, how to become a better person. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are things, of course, I'm, I'm missing right now and seeing up there and seeing development in the weight room, how much the brotherhood becomes and just how they, they, they believe in each other, they love each other. And, uh, you know, you're, 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 even though you're from different areas, different backgrounds, different everything – you 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 bled together. You cried together. Everybody's you went through the same it. On that field. Your families pumped, come together. Families yeah. get together. It's it's the most unique thing. Now you come from a small town, and you're trying to keep kids in there. I think it's easier for me to keep kids there than recruit kids mm-hmm. into or go. I not, agree never, with that. Not recruit, but go get kids to come to to join another program. You know, right. because everybody used to work recruit. It's not recruiting. You know, it, recruiting is college. You don't recruit kids in high school. It's not. It's not what it is. It's a kid. That, the parents have to make the choice at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. They have to pay the money. Yeah. So a situation like Glen Ridge, your taxes are twenty plus thousand. So you're gonna hand to another school that to keep the doors open. Mm-hmm. And I say your kid is not the measurables. Measurables are everything. So if you're not the measurables, you can forget about Division One football. Mm-hmm. The first thing they're gonna look at is your measurables. So yep. if you're under six two, forget it. Unless you're you know a receiver and you're fast and yeah. you can just do the, the extra. Legitly, if you're not six two in certain positions, especially line, yeah, you big can problem. It. Yeah, you could forget it. You know, running backs, receivers, you could get away with it, but you better be lightning fast running at forty mm-hmm. four four. You know, four three. You got to be in that area. If you're not in that area, you could forget it. And, and you know, I mean, some people didn't squeak by and make it and get there. Mm-hmm. You know, we had a kid, uh, Peter Shue. Um, he's at Oklahoma now. He was, you know, everybody told him his measurables over this, but he had heart, he had goal, he had it all. He did, he did what he had to do to get there. Yeah. Now, does he get on the field? We'll, you know, we'll see. You know, right. Only time will tell. But I give him kudos. He no. wanted it. He went for it. Nikolai, you know, remember you? He was. They were saying, yo, he doesn't have this and have that, blah blah blah. He's in Virginia Tech. Yeah. Now it's up to Nikolai to make it happen. Well, yeah. how does that happen? I mean, the way they practice and, and prepared you, the Big North, um, for the private for the private school, they prepare you differently. So yeah. my thing is right now, Glen Ridge, I'm preparing. I'm preparing them like the Big North. We had a practice the other day, and I legitly said, looked at those boys in the face and said, I think we could go up there and go play some of these teams, and we could last only a first half right now. But we're going to get better. We can last a full game. Mm-hmm. Then when we get better, we can last not just one game. We can last six quarters with mm-hmm. overtime included and everything. I'm going to build these guys. These I have a great team. Mm-hmm. GPA, 3.7 across the board. That's awesome. I have guys that are 6'4", 6'5". No, I don't you, have a Miss Libby. You gotta ask for a Miss Libby. Gotta get a Miss Libby in there. You gotta get a Miss Libby in there. You know, but just it, an hour, an with, hour a day. They, well, you know what, the the school itself is yeah, so supportive. You're, yeah, you're, yeah. They're like I haven't had like I asked the kid what's the lowest GPA on our on our program. It's three point seven. Yeah, God bless. Good. That's yeah. awesome. So and so we put up something on the board. I draw something up. Blah 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 blah. We go out to the field, reenact it. We're ahead. That's awesome. We're ahead schedule. That's the biggest part, too. Yeah. I mean, their first game, I think we got the odds stacked against us. We got Cedar Grove. 
You know, they won the group one championship, and that's our first game. That was game. my nephew who was quarterback. That was Alfonso, your yeah. Alfonso. Thank God he's gone. Yeah. He's <laughs> Left back. Yeah, really yeah. good. Number two. Yeah, we, yeah, I watched him. You know, him, I coached Patch, I coached Marinelli. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so team. I know these guys. You know, I, I mean, I, listen. Tough team. Very tough team. Um, you know, are we going to be ready for the test? Uh, we'll see. We came out of an Ivy League. Yeah, we went 7-2 and two last year. The Ivy League was a, a league that was brought up and made for – I'm not going to say lesser competition, but it was like it was put something together so they have at least have a season. Right. Did they compete? Yeah, they competed, but they competed at that level. Now we're building them to compete, compete, getting mm-hmm. ready. Like, I mean, um, like I just had a camp today. You know, I get dirty. Fingers got you know, cut up on air, you know, trying to get involved with the, with the youth, with the youth program, you know. And you, you know, I have my captains out there, and they're seeing the guys I brought. So the guys I brought to help out my camp, um, Dan Hernandez, he was at St. Joe's you know, in Don Bosco, wide receiver. I brought uh, Jalen Wade, who's uh, he was a defensive back and a captain at uh, St. Joe's. He's going to uh, where is he going? I forgot. It starts with an S. Shipping something. I forgot. Sorry, Jalen. Apologize. Um, <laughs> I also got uh, Janaz uh, Williams, who was also another guy from from St. Joe's. So I'm teaching these guys the, the youth program how we did it up in the Big North. And right. so I brought the Big North to them. That's yes, right. and that's my awesome. captains are there watching guys from the Big North and how they practice and what we're doing. So I'm I'm bringing that type of flavor. You have camp all no week one's this week? no one's doing yeah. that either. You should tell Nikolai to stop by. He's on his way home. Oh, is he? He is. Oh, I'm gonna have Nikolai come by then. Yeah, that's all I need to know. No, he's on his way home. Yeah. Well, Nobody from the Group One program is doing that. Bringing nobody. that caliber in, Listen, and the kids will see that. And that's going to rub off too. Well, the, the thing wait. is this: like you I'm know, pumped. I'm I'm prepared for whatever you put in front of us. Like if Cedar Grove is the first game, we're prepared. We're going to be prepared. We're going to compete. There, there, there's no going to be rolling over. It's going to be a game. It's, it's going to be Friday night on September 2nd. And I'm telling you right there, all bets are off. See, the one cool thing, too, about you being a coach is that you're not, saying we're not, you're not coming out and saying we're going to beat them. We're going to compete. And that's, oh, yeah. that's, that's a way different mentality oh, than yeah. saying we're going to go. Because sometimes I feel like coaches are very um, – what's the word I'm looking for? They're very, uh, like, over the top. Like, we're going to beat them. We're going to beat them. And you, well, you, you very well know that you're not. They so, just like how the kids talk to each other. We're gonna yeah. yeah. Hey, this is Monge. You listen to the ideal experience and what an experience is going to be. Well, you know, you know, nine and, nine and zero, of course, is always in your mind. Undefeated is yeah. in your mind, but oh, no, being undefeated to me is underrated. Yeah, it's overrated rather because you know you you, you, you finally get that losses in the playoffs. Right. You got to lose in between or yeah. have a tough game and understand that tough game and almost lose, or, you know, if you have an undefeated season and understand. Like, Bergen Catholic had the undefeated season. Like, I mean, there were so many close games they should, you know, they should have lost, but they knew how to put it together yeah. at the end. And that all came down to coaching. That coaching. team was insane, too. Yeah. I say it all the coaching. time. Coaching. Coaching is everything. It, well, and it you is know, over time. When, when you're winning a game, well, look at VT. That's why Fuente's not there anymore. Mm-hmm. We lost to Syracuse. Yeah. After that game, that end, was bad. At, at the end, it's like, how, how do you just keep consecutively keep losing at the end? That's coaching. Yeah. You got to get to prepare, prepare for four quarters. Like, conditioning is everything. Conditioning mm-hmm. for the fourth quarter. Yeah. Um, getting the guys to believe. The one thing is, like, right now, I, I have uh, – it's very successful so far with parents believing, from the youth program to, to the varsity. I have the parents believing in what we're doing. They're, they, they, they're believing in the culture. It's a culture shock. It's definitely a culture shock, um, and I don't, and I don't mean that in, uh, you know, people always bring it up all the time. You know, it's not, it's not the elephant in the room, but yes, I'm the first minority head coach at Glen Ridge. Are you football coach? Yes, first minority head coach. So this is monumental for some people. For me, it's just me just yeah. keep going because I never saw color. I don't know what yeah. it is, but if it's a color barrier breaking or whatever, then fine, we did it. Okay, yeah. Glen Ridge did it. Fine. Okay, now let's move on. 
Let's get that out of the way. Let's coach football. Let's play football. And, that's, that's what it's about. And you're the most qualified and will probably be the best Glenn Ridge coach. Because being being in the, playing yeah, for that's Verona, not your, that's not going to be the only first. Yeah, <laughs> playing yeah, for Verona not. all those years, like Glenn Ridge can never click. Well, we played Verona this year. Yeah. yeah. So now with you part of the equation, I think it's going to be a whole different program. No well, question about that, it. That's definitely the goal. I, I think the the biggest the biggest test, and I'm not going to lie, the biggest test is getting the numbers up. This is the first time in over 15 years they had OTAs. Yeah. So they always book their vacations, you know, the month of June and July, book their vacations and everything. So my numbers aren't as great as they should be, but the, the, mm -hmm. the people, amount of people that signed up, it looks pretty good. Um, but they have vacations, they have camps. They already booked them back in February. Mm -hmm. So next year, you know, when OTAs start, they're going to be ready to go, especially as, as far as we hopefully go this year. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. Is, is championship on my mind? Absolutely. Is getting a playoffs on my mind? 100%. Is it going to be handed to me? No, I don't no. want. I don't want to be handed and get. And I want to. I want to earn it. How's your talent? Bar none. I'll be honest with you. I I think that these guys are. They remind me of the Bosco teams. They remind me of the St. Joe's guys. I'm telling you, they're tough. They're, I love they're it. They're tough. They're very tough. I couldn't break them in the locker room. I couldn't break them. Like you, you. you in other words, when you, they heard me one day lose it, not in a bad way, but kind of like it's disappointed and everything. Do you know? There was 23 players in that locker room when I, when I was kind of, like, disappointed because I wanted more numbers. I want to see guys come out. Do you know 25, 26 came out and they came with index cards, writing on there, their goals, team goals, and apologize. They showed up late, 20 minutes. That was the first no-no. And first that's no-no. That's, that's, that. that's what made me kind of lose it. But they understood it. They bought in. And when I see buy-in, people are like, you know, you buy-in, you buy-in. doesn't mean, like, you know, you're, you're selling something. No, they believe. Mm -hmm. And they believe in what we're doing, and they believe in me, and they believe in, um, you know, everything, and believe in the staff. We're going to be okay. You know, I, listen, if this isn't the right thing and you don't want me to say this, we can always edit it you out. Can say what you want. But I remember when I was first at Bosco, Coach told I was doing the, the pregame meals, and they told me that he wanted the napkins a certain way. He wanted them on the certain side of the plate. Mm-hmm. It, everything had to be, um, if there were white tablecloths, it was maroon plates, vice versa. Yes. And that's what he wanted. So then that's how we set the table. Then when I took it over, we had a different coach. And they told me I had to meet and find out what he wanted. And when I did, he goes, oh, I, don't, I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. And I walked out and I said to one of the parents, I don't mean to be negative, but I don't think this is going to be a good season. And she said, why? I said, because... He doesn't care about the details. How you do one thing is how you do everything. Yeah, if you two don't games. care, right? If you don't care about the details, and I only—not that I would have known that, but I only knew it because, look at Coach Toll was the best coach. Okay, so right? yeah, so only I got goosebumps about that. The guy was the best. I think the first time I met Coach Toll, I was you know basically shaking in my boots because this is a man I respect and I, a man that I believe is the, one of the greatest coaches. He is the greatest coach that's ever walked. And I'm talking even with the NFL and everything. He's one of the greatest coaches that walked this, the, the, the turf. Walked, I agree walked, with that. Walked on the field. He, he, he didn't make you believe. He, he made you understand that you can do it. There was no losing. He's that boxing mad attitude. Like, you're, you're punched in the mouth. You're going to get up. You're going to keep fighting. You're going to keep going. And, you know, his, the, the speeches he had, the, the, most, the most classic speeches. You know, you you want to get an Okinawa, get an Okinawa. Yeah. They don't practice like us. They don't practice like you. We're tougher. You know, the the, the Marines have landed. Like, 
This is the oh, game they remember, Bosco Bergen. You know, anybody put a uniform at this school, you represent. Right. They don't like us, we don't like them, let's go kick their, you know. Right. And, and I, I recited that. You remember, everybody that saw that remembers that. So if somebody's listening to me right now saying, oh, he's trying to be like, so I'm not trying to be like him. There's, you can't be like him. Yeah. There is no other coach told. There's only one. And every coach that came out of his coaching tree, from Marangi, you know, from you know, you name it, Church, you you name it, all the guys that came out of that, that that I mean, they've been successful. Nunzio, you know, Nunzio. all those, everybody, Drew Lascari, you name them, they all they were all records basically. These guys all came from this coaching tree that Coach yeah. Stoll had. I mean, the the I think he's 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 a living legend. A living legend. Um, I didn't like the way it ended at Bosco. I thought oh. it was awful. I, it still breaks my heart. Um. I watch that video time and time, and there's no way I want, I'm getting choked up. I mean, not much. I think what they did was awful. Yeah, yeah, absolutely awful. And the way you know with Danny Marangi, when it, when they, the way they sent him off too, they made him go through the back door. Yeah, like it was. It just wasn't the way it was. And I went when I went in there and was part of the staff on there afterwards and everything, and I felt it wasn't there either. And I just said I, I'd rather go where the, where the family is, and they were all were up there, you know, mm -hmm. and, and you know it. it we don't really know the insides of what exactly happened. Some people have their own stories. I have my stories, my beliefs, things I've heard, things that he said, she said. End of the day, you tried to kill a legend who ended up biting you in the behind the following ESPN yeah. game the following year, showing yeah. up wearing the, yeah. the wrong colors and yeah. wearing the other team. And he was over there, and they won. Not only to win that game, they won the States. Yeah. Yeah, so, Monge, whatever happened, you, you do the right thing. You give the guy a dinner. You send him out. You send, name something after him. And you you named the whole school after him. Well, I remember Bosco on the map. When I first got to Bosco, North on the map. When I first got Bosco, it was Don Bosco, Coach Toll, football, and then there you go. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. So when you got to meet Coach Toll and you got you had a conversation with him, it was probably the most intrigued conversations. He knew how to motivate a kid. He could be the worst kid on the field, could be the best kid on the field, but he'll end up molding that kid. When I looked kids at kids, didn't care if they were on the sideline no. line and didn't play in the mm -hmm. game. They were by Coach Toll, mm -hmm. but you were you were instrumental in getting Nick. You remember we saw you at the DePaul game. Nikolai yes. was there because the coach from DePaul wanted him to yep. watch a game. McKenna, yep. like, oh no, he's meeting Coach Toll. You made a phone call that he met him after that game on the sideline. Yep. And I know Nikolai was nervous and I was nervous, and he came over and he was the nicest guy and he said son i'd love to coach you i could call coach store any day of the week it was and he'll come out he'll support anything we needed um you know and as i said you know through his coaching tree and everything the guys i've met through there the coaches i've met through there uh you know one of one of his favorite things you know he always made sure that the guys in the locker room respected women Respected, you know, they made sure that you. That's how it started. You had to mm -hmm. respect people and respect the women, respect your mother, respect this, respect that, and you know, teach you a lesson on the field. And people took the long lessons and understood it. To get tough, to be tougher, be tougher than another guy. My son said the funniest story. He goes, he used to come out to him like, you know, is this guy's father tougher than your father? <laughs> That's something I still use to this day. Yeah. This guy's father tough in your father. It makes you kind of get annoyed, like get pissed yeah. off, you know? Right. In my situation, you said that to me. I'm like, I, I don't know my dad, so you can't get me at that yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I understand where you're going with right. it, you know? Right. It, so it, he brought more life lessons. And I think, you know, I did, you know, I'm not going to say steal. I, I learned as well, a student. Listen, there's nothing wrong with trying to strive to be like Coach Toll. Uh, that's, that's the goal. Yeah. What, people also, I say this all the time too, so people probably are sick of me saying this, but when you look at what he's done, he was the first coach to say, my team could go beat your team in another state. He started the traveling. Yeah. He had call you. So, so think about that though. <laughs> Years ago, starting, this is high school, we're not talking about college or the NFL or some pro league that's on the side. So a high school team venturing out to other states to go beat other states up. And they did. Yeah, but listen, 
But besides that, forget you that. You know how much confidence can, you need in your team listen, to do so? You can say that, but then I was on the board there. I know the money that it takes. Oh, yeah. What is it? The first game we were looking at flying everybody, it was like $80,000. And who paid so for not that? not only that, well. Didn't Belichick chip in for that? I no, don't that know. That was Cobra's. That was oh, Cobra's. Cobra's. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, I didn't for know. The flights for Florida. I had oh, already. wow. Yeah. Okay. No, but listen, that fifth downers, well, you call it the fifth, I wasn't. This touchdown club, they were at one time raised a half a million dollars a year. Um, but he had people that believed in him. He had high donors. And they yeah. raised money, but that's no joke to take a whole team. No, well, I'll be I'll, so. I'm just say it like this: next year, week zero, I plan on taking my team down to Florida. Yeah, to play. Good. Oh yeah, Love you it. should. We're gonna travel somewhere. You should. Um, these these guys, I'm telling you, they, we're not gonna be able to jump a group because we have the numbers for school. But I can tell you right now, we're gonna be we're we're gonna be something. We're gonna be talking about this team. Yeah, this team this year, people are gonna be talking about this team. My goal is so when I first walked in there. I asked guys, raise their hands, what colleges you want to go to, blah, blah, blah. And I was naming colleges, and, and you know, they really didn't care about, you know, the colleges. And I said, well, your level of play, if you don't care about college, is right here. You want to go play Division One football because I got some big dudes on this team? You got to put your expectations up here. When you put your expectations up here, mm-hmm. we're going to put our expectations up here as coaches, and we're going to go somewhere because you're going to put it to another level. Mm-hmm. If you just want to be mediocre and average, and we're just going to play football, and we're going to play football, and that's it. You know, we're yeah. going to come out and just try to give a good performance, not a great performance. You're not going to compete, but you're competing. And, and the kids should know and realize who, who their head coach is because you can negotiate with a lot of those schools too. Like you know how to approach them, you know how to oh, speak yeah. to them. A lot oh, of these, yeah. a lot of these group one programs, you have coaches that are you know teachers somewhere else. They don't really know the whole lingo. Well, that's so, why I gave it up. All, I gave it all up. All I'm doing now is coaching football and doing real estate. Mm-hmm. I have an open schedule. I make my own schedule. I do what I got to do to make whatever, make ends meet. Uh, my wife takes care of all the other things, knickknacks, but I'm mm-hmm. spending more time with the most thing that's most valuable is time with my family. Yeah. Um, my family's all aboard with this football thing. This is all I've, I This is all I loved. Yeah. So I'm finally doing something I love. So it's like, you know, I know you brought it up before with the interview process. Yeah, so how did it come yeah. up with Glen Ridge? So I could go all over the place. Oh, yeah. yeah. So what, what it really was, it was like, I mean, the first thing happened was I got Montclair. I knew that they were looking for a head coach. And I, I was looking at Montclair. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What happened to, oh, um, I'll tell you about that. Here we go. So Coach Fury st- uh, stepped away or decided to leave or I don't know exactly what happened. But all I know, they were looking for a coach to, you know, come in there. And I was like, big okay. time program. So big time program. Home, born and raised. Got a lot of support. Said, hey. So the video I'm going to give you is the video that there was made for me from the, some of the supporters. Mm-hmm. We need Monge to come here and you know bring back the blue, bring back the you know bring it back, you know, uh, you know put it back on the map. And, and I was flattered. I was like, ah, we'll see. And then it started. The 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 job came on the board. I'm looking at it. I'm like, oh my goodness, this is real. This is serious. So I put my name in the hat. And I think there was maybe 20 plus coaches that put their name in the hat. And. Um, I was just like, okay, we'll just see what happens, you know. And my family, of course, support me and everything like that. And I'm like, okay, this is what I want to do. I'm going to go for it. The week of the interviews, and I found out Will Young and everybody was on the board, and they're telling me they're like, you know, the day one day, you know, the week of the interviews, they said we want head coach experience only. And I was like, what? I don't have that. But I made this portfolio, 54 pages. You got to see. And it. now you tell, yeah. And I'm waiting for my interview. I want my, my t- give me opportunity to see. Yeah, I, can I please? Yeah, but first of all, head coach position. That you were a JV coach at 
Uh, jo- and Joe's. Joe's. That's and that, a head coach that, position. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, yes. Exactly. Give me a break. Exactly. So you know, I had I had letters from uh, Benji Wimberly, um, Councilman Wimberly. I had I had uh, Coach Baranji. You name it. I had letters from everybody. Recommendation letters. I had more recommend David Tyree. You name it. Yeah, that's awesome. I had recommendation letters. So David Tyree even went and spoke on my behalf in the whole nine and did some things. Yeah. So what happened was I watched a documentary. Um, it was, you know, people call him crazy, call him whatever, but I it used it to my advantage. It was Kanye West. I watched his documentary, how he got into the music game. Forget mm-hmm. about what he does in his personal life. Yeah. How he got in the music game. And Producer. Became, yeah. So I had my portfolio in my hand. My wife goes, you got 15, no, 10 poor portfolios you made. You spent over $300 at FedEx, laminated and everything. Yeah. What are you doing? I said, I don't know. She goes, yeah, think about it. What are you going to do? Now she's now my wife became the coach. And I'm like, they said they want high coaches only. You're going to pick those up because you're a real estate agent too. You're going to like his door knocking. Go shove it down to the, the superintendent, the principal, and the AD because now they're going to day two of interviews. Day one is done. They did the first part of interviews. They're going to day two. Okay. I do that. Eight in the morning, I'm at the high school giving out my portfolios, doing whatever I got to do. I go home, take off my suit. I looked at my mother, and I'm just like, right, we'll see what happens. If We'll see what happens. I don't know. I don't think they're going to interview me. They're headstrong with this. And I just said, you know, I'm going to go to the gym and go pray, and that's it. So I go to the gym to go pray, and um, phone rings. And they said, hey, do you think you can come in today? This is 12 o'clock. You got 6 p.m. for an interview. Absolutely. I get home. I'm about to put on a suit. about to do whatever my, wife, my mother goes. Um, the reason why I see my mother, my mother stays with me now because she's, you know, uh, terminally ill right now with this lung thing going on. But we'll get, we'll get into that. Yeah. So um, she's like, no, take my card. I need to buy you a nice suit. I said, no, I got my own money. No, no I want to buy it because I want you to go in there and do, do whatever. It's okay. So I got a nice little Tommy Hilfiger fitted suit went in there. So I go in there. People are going in for 15 minutes at a, at a clip. Mm-hmm. Getting interviewed. First interview is 15 minutes, a clip 20 minutes. 15 minutes. That's Get to know you, whatever. So I'm, I'm just sitting in there. Now I'm the last person. But I was in there with three prior coaches that were sitting there waiting their turn because they were delayed. I'm sitting there with these guys, and they're, they're talking you know, about being head coach. About everything. And now I'm getting a little worried. I'm getting a little, a little whatever. So yeah, I'm, it's about to be my turn. And what I did was I went on YouTube. I found Coach Toll's speech, and I listened to it. You know, the one day on YouTube against Burton Catholic. Pumped me up, got me, got me going, got my juices going. I said, okay, I'm going there as a coach. I have nothing to lose. Let's go do it. They bring me up there. Everybody got interviewed 15, 20 minutes? Hour and 15 yes. minutes. Yep. I had them oh, oh, in tears. The things I was saying, the things that were coming off, the pride of everything, where it came to the point where, and there was 15 people in this room. Don't ask me why they had 15 people interviewed, but 15 people in the room. Got to the point where at the end of the interview, I said, I'm so sorry. Did you guys have questions for me? They said, you answered them all. Did somebody give you the, 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 the outline? Nobody gave me nothing. It's pure, 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 pure adrenaline. It kicked in. It's the heart. It's the bleeding. It's doing it. I, everything I wanted to do. What would I inflict it on you? What am I going to do? That 52 pages, I told him, go to page 22, you see this. Go to page 30, you see this. Go All this stuff. So they said, okay, you advanced to the second interview. So now it's down to four people. The second interview is four people, X's and O's. I got on that board. I did what I had to do and talked and did that. Now it's not only 15 people in the room, it's 17 people in the room. Two more people got included. One person couldn't make it. They put somebody else in there. So now, to me, I'm like, this is becoming a little bit of a show. This is, this is weird. Like, why are we having so many people to make this decision? But then I understand it's Montclair. It's a big program. I 100% get it. You know? So I'm like, okay, I know I'm, I got to be the lead candidate. It was between me, 
the intern coach, if it was the intern coach, I thought in my head, I said, okay, if they're going to choose him, they would never have had this interview process anyway. Right. You know, so they, you know, so he's in there. Then Jermaine Johnson, who's the, currently the head coach right now, who's a Bloomfield Bengal. So I'm like, you got a Bloomfield Bengal and a Montclair Mountie. That's how I looked at it. I said, Bloomfield Bengal and Montclair Mountie, we're neck and neck. Montclair Mountie's going to win. We got to win this one. This got to be me. It has to be me. Week goes by, no phone call. Week goes by, no phone call. So I finally get a, uh, a phone call from the superintendent. They want to meet me. I'm excited. I think this is an interview. On my way there, I get an email that, unfortunately, you're not the candidate. While I'm going to go meet him. Why am I going to meet you? Why am I going to meet you? Yeah. yeah. So I met him, and it was a seven-minute conversation. He said, I heard a lot about you. just want to meet you, say hello, blah, blah, blah. But we made another choice. And, listen, Jermaine Johnson's a great coach. No knock on Jermaine. It was Jermaine a better candidate? Probably. I'll be honest. Probably was a better candidate. Um because of his experience and what he's been and where yeah, he has done. You'll, he never, put, you'll yeah. never convince me of that. I know. I'm, I, you know but never. a lot of people say that. But I think Jermaine, you know, he's going to do a great job. Um, I'm a big supporter of what Jermaine's going to do and what he's going to bring. Um, you know, it's still my hometown, still what it is. But, you know, I, I still in my heart was like, dang, that was what I wanted. So I go home de- defeated, head down. And my wife goes, well, I put your resume in for Glen Ridge. I'm like, what? I said, I don't want to do this process again. This is too much. So I'm like, all right, we'll go do this one more time. So I tell my mom, hey, I'm going to go take another interview at Glen Ridge. Here you go. Go get you another suit, please. So I've got a John Barbados. There you go. <laughs> charcoal gray with a red tie. We're, we're, get, we're getting higher. From you're the getting higher. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I said, okay, we'll go in there. So I go in there, and um, it was two people. Two people, AD and a gentleman named Dave Manzo, who runs the, the, the youth program. I'm in there like, this is it. Like, this is it. Right now, I love it. It's not 15 people. It's not a dog and pony show. It's just two people. It says it can be either two or three interviews. But if somebody comes out the top candidate today, that's what we're going to go with. Wow. I love it. Yeah. So I went in there and gave them, gave them everything I got. And the one thing I gave them, that the difference between the private and the public, you mm-hmm. asked that question. Yep, you yep. love this part of my portfolio. So I had a list of Division One, Division One AA, Division Two, Division Three. All the commits, legitly, that's mm-hmm. in the newspaper published. I had them all written down on my own Excel spreadsheet. I typed it all out. I had everything color-coded and everything. You had more students going Division One from public, Division One AA from public, Division Two public, mm-hmm. Division Three private. Division Three private, yeah, it's not a scholarship. You're paying. Yeah. Scholarship players came out of publics. Not big publics, little publics and everything Yeah, like little, that. yeah. So, you know, some people could say, oh, well, there's more kids. No, 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 no. Football teams are less. I got I got 40 kids on my program, maybe 35 kids on my program total. Mm-hmm. I can guarantee you I got four kids right now that go in Division One football because the way they're going to get taught, the way they're going to play, the way they're going to compete, and the, the GPA is I have nothing to worry about. So that was part of my thing I showed into Montclair and I showed inside of Glen Ridge. I also had with Montclair, I broke down film on all the players. I knew the team before I walked in there. Glen Ridge, I didn't really know the team, but I knew what I was getting and was kind of looking at. So when it goes to public and private, it's, it's your choice. You know, it's, and it's also up to your, your, your son. Mm-hmm. You know, or daughter, if you're going to, you know, if she's going to play another sport, whatever it might be. But it's, it's, if it's religious reasons, I get it. I'll never stop you. If it's you want to give it a shot because you feel like your child's that good, never going to stop you. But if you're going there because you think that, you know, you're going to get the college scholarship and they're going to hand it, you guys know it. They're going to hand it to you because you go to the school. If you don't put that work in, it's not going to happen. 
Sometimes you got to be out of being a PWO. Sometimes you got to be a walk-on. Sometimes you got to be a guy that hopefully they, they, they call you the last hour. You're stressing out. You have no college. You have no, yeah. And you've paid all that money. And you're in the office. I paid you, you know, uh, $80,000 for the last, you know, umpteen years. And, and this is not what I paid mm-hmm. for, blah, blah, blah. So that was one of my things. So with the taxes at Glenridge and what you're paying, why would you leave? So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm asking a lot. I would love the players to come back and now try what you got now. Yeah. I'm a different coach. I'm a different beast. And I told them that to their face. I said, what you're getting is something different. Are you getting, and they asked me, are you going to do it the way you coached at Joe's? I don't have the numbers to coach like I coached at Joe's. Yeah. But the one thing I do have that, I, you know, I don't know who anybody in my division has it. I have the support from St. Joe's. From the athletic directors to That's the head awesome. coach to everybody on that staff. You saw me wear a rare breed shirt the other day with GR. That's Coach Church's uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, brand. Um I'm still in contact with St. Joe's. I'm still, you know, part of their their whole program, kind of like in other words, not That's part awesome. of it, like like in there. But I'm I'm still affiliated with them, and it's good to have affiliations with a program like that. That can, you know, if I have a mental breakdown as a new head coach, I can go call and somebody, go get yeah. somebody on the phone and, and whatever. Because it's gonna happen. Oh, I need somebody to lean on. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I don't know everything about this. You know, this is something new. It's a ticket, you know, risk reward. You know, and the reward is hopefully things go right. If it doesn't, I need to call somebody to be. How do I get out of this situation? Or what do I do in this situation? So it's like, you know, parents are going to tell you one thing and say another, but I have an open-door policy. Any parent could come to my open door anytime, come in. Good things, bad things, no matter what it may be, my practice, open. Unless I say it's a closed practice for certain reasons of, you know, we're doing stuff that, you know, we need to be paying attention to and not worry about who's in the stands. Mm-hmm. Right. But I do film. I'm going to be filming practices. They can watch it that way, too. So, I mean, you, you, so with the interview process with Glenn Ridge, I was one and done. That day. One, one that that day I thought I knew I left with the confident, and the biggest phone call was, "Do you have sixty credits, college credits?" What nobody really knows is that during the last couple of years I've been going for my associate's degree, and it's funny that when they called me, that Sunday, uh, that Monday, that Sunday I just finished my sixtieth credit. Ooh. Holy shit! I just finished my sixtieth credit. Wow! So I'm one I'm one class away from getting my associate's degree in criminal justice. Good Perfect. for you, Mike. I chose criminal justice because I want to teach not only, you know, not teach it, but I want to tell the youth and tell my football players about the law and understanding the law, breaking the law, what can happen. I understand it now. Right. I, and I could teach my kids the same thing. I understand the law. I know what's going on. I studied it really well. Um, I enjoyed it. You know, That's I had, awesome. had an A average in the class, so it was great, you know, but I'm, it, everything worked in its own reason, weird, weird way. And the, the week they gave me the job is the two, I already put my two weeks in for my prior job. And during those two weeks, I ended up having three listings, and I ended up getting the job at Glenbridge as head coach. During that whole time, I mean, all praises. I said, you know, the higher power wanted me to do something different. It's the happiest I've ever been in my life. That's I've awesome. Never, I've never been this happy, blessed. Oh, my God, Mom. I love this group of guys I Best. got. I love this community. Um, as, you know, as far as the Montclair, there was no ill will. I'm still a heavy supporter. As far as St. Joe's, very heavy supporter. And I wish always Don Bosco the best. And, oh, I know. And all too. the players I've ever coached, you know. But it's like having families like yourself that support me and, and oh. depend on me at times. And when things went rough and had to, 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 to build the player on the off season, or he's done with playing football. How or many times did we call you? Yeah. And, <laughs> and was on my speed dial for the longest yeah. time. Yeah. And it's just. It was weird the other day in the car. My wife, a seventh grade, you know, I don't really talk. I'm not going to get detail, but a seventh grade parent called me up recently from Glen Ridge. Wanted me to speak to their kid. I said, not a problem. Come to my office same day, 6 p.m., come to my office. We'll talk. We talked. 
And I talked to the kid. I, I understood everything. And I said, you know, this is, and he goes, I can't believe you give up your time. Or, you know, I know you're not a therapist. This and the other. I said, no, coaching, your therapist, your doctor, your lawyer, your judge, your father, your uncle, your brother, your, your, your everything. Anything you want me to be, I'm going to be that. But the one thing I'm not going to do is let you down. I'm going to be there for you. My phone's going to go off, and there's times I might not pick up right away, but I'm going to get back to you. I promise you that. And it's having a support system that makes us easy. Yeah. 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 It, it does. It's it's an emotional thing because when you get this part of life, when you, you, you want to, everybody wants to take that leap. I was tired of running after a paycheck mm-hmm. and being told what to do and do this and do that and not getting rewarded. You know, you rewarded, you get a paycheck, yes, but I was going for higher positions and you never get it because it's a who you know type situation and I'm doing everything I can and you, you, you finally get to the point where you get to the breaking point. You know, and you're just like, I, I just got to do what I love to do and forget about monetary reasons and just do it. And now I'm doing everything I love from real estate to coaching and just being involved and being with people and just, I'm happy. Not just coaching, you're a head coach now too. Yes, sir. You're yeah. a head coach. Yeah. Not, you're not an assistant, you're not an assistant, head, you're a head coach. It now. hasn't hit me yet. No, I know it hasn't because I know I know from the first time I met no, you it hasn't that you, hit you you no you know it has not hit it me. hasn't hit me you've been you. striving for this for a while too to get yeah. this uh, position of this magnitude which is awesome I love seeing guys like you win I love it it's well, awesome let me tell you I it really and truly I mean that everyone's gonna get to see what we've known forever and that's that's the most amazing thing. Because I, I know what you're going to do for these kids. It's going to be an experience. And that's what I'm saying. It's going to be. even thinking of moving, go to Glen Ridge if your kid plays football. You will not regret it. It's going to be a football town. Yeah. It's going to be a football town. I give it three years now. Even yeah. after talking three so years. So we, we, we did something really major with the Red Dog program. It's a Little League program. Something really big this year. First time ever. I'm going to make the announcement. Drum roll. Yeah, let's go. So first time ever for the program. Um, there is an event that they will be participating in. They will be playing August 27th at MetLife against Cedar Grove oh. Youth Football. The nice. 7th and 8th grade team is going to get Cedar Grove. The following week, we play Cedar Grove week one. So we, I set this whole thing up with people that's that I know, idea. people that have a great what support a system idea. that said, hey, coach, what do you think? And I pushed and knocked and pushed on it, and we, we bounced around the whole idea, and I said, no, we're ready to go. So it wasn't like, you know, let's get, wait till next year. No, let's go. We just a one-time opportunity. Let's do it. So as a program, this is the very first time. Very big. One of the biggest things that we have going on right now in the youth program is that they're going, every year we're going to try to make it a yearly event. Seventh and eighth grade, you will be playing at MetLife. And That's I tell awesome. the players, cool is this is not your first time, nor your last. Mm-hmm. The last time you played at, at that stadium is going to be playing for the New York Giants, Jets, or with the Cowboys or any team you yeah. play for, but you will be playing at that stadium. My goal is to make sure that they get to live that dream. Yeah, you know, to play at MetLife is is, is just what you what you play for. Mm-hmm. You were lucky to play there. Yeah, I was too. Right? Yeah, I actually it was Giant Stadium. It was Giant Stadium. Yeah. I was Giant. The stadium. better stadium. Yeah, yeah. I like Giant Stadium a lot better than MetLife. Yeah. Uh, all these new stadiums. We won't even get into that, but I don't like the new stadiums. Oh, okay. Not a big fan of the fan base. From going back to like when I was a kid at Giant Stadium, from row one to row fifty was all diehard fans, all season ticket holders. Yeah. It was one of the loudest stadiums ever. But now it's all corporate, and you know, third down, fourth down doesn't get crazy as it used to. Right. But anyway, we have to get Mons to a VT game. Oh, absolutely. Have, no, I don't know if oh, we well, can because well, he'll be in the season. Oh, yeah, yeah he's in the season. Yeah. Well, no, no, we'll figure it out because I want to see Enter Sandman. Yeah. No, I want to see a night game. I want to see a stadium shake. I want to see everything that's going on. I want to know what's what's happening. I want to know. Mons, 
I, I tell you, when I walked up to the stadium the first game, I cried from the minute I walked up on the stadium till halftime. I couldn't, I couldn't control my, I can cry now. I couldn't control myself. To see your kid run out on, yeah. on that field or everything he's worked so hard for. Exactly. That, you, you know, know it's... Um, Only you said it best. What they worked for. They worked for it. It's not given. It. No. no. You've got to earn to work that. And that's what I think gets me every time, even watching it on TV. It just gets me because it's, you know, I know how hard he's worked. I, I'll tell you, so... It continues to work. It's like we don't have a freshman program. So we're just JV and that? varsity. No, I'm not, not going to even well, touch can it. can you even? I mean, do you what not? I'm going to do is have these freshmen earn their opportunity to yeah, play, to play varsity. JV, yeah. They'll play varsity. Varsity. Okay. Skip JV. Yeah. I got some guys. I got some dudes that are legitly, like, I want to name one of them captain. He's that good, I think. And I think he's going to be better than he even knows mm-hmm. uh, as a sophomore. I'm not going to put captain as senior only. We have a junior captain right now, Dylan O'Neill. Um, he's been playing quarterback since his freshman year. He's going to be a junior. He's 6'2", and some change. He's got some weight on him. He's going to be a dude. He's going to be a dude. I and have he has a, the qualities to be captain. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I oh, agree yeah. with you. I don't think and, just because you know, you're a senior. It, yeah, and, and, I, and, I, and I, I, like I said, I have the whole, the whole philosophy, everything they're doing, it's just going to be unreal. We're going to, hit, we're going to play the game fast. What kind of offense are you going to run? Well, I'm not going to tell you. No. <laughs> You'll find yet. out week one. All right. <laughs> You'll find out week one what we're going to do. Like, but I'll tell you what, it's going to be it's going to be exciting. I'll see if I can talk to Go- Gogarty and get some uh, old playbooks for you for <laughs> Cedar Grove. Listen, you know what? At, at the end of the day, I, I always I know I've always been like that with Cobras, and I've, and I've always been a little league. I'm not a film guy, but I became a film guy when I went to Joe's and, and Bosco. You had to become a film guy. But I always say we'll just on the fly. We'll adjust to whatever they go. They put us yeah. against. So right now, right now, I don't know what Cedar Grove is going to come. They had a lot of graduating they seniors. Gr- a lot graduated. Yeah, so I don't know what they're going to come with, but I know they're competing in a lot of seven on sevens. We haven't competed in a seven on seven yet, but we will. Mm-hmm. Where I don't know. When not going to say nothing. You know what? Don't let them. Don't even show them what's coming. It's going. <laughs> that's that's how I feel, Mike. Don't gonna, even. Don't even give yeah. them a little bit of a window. It's going to be like see. the first platoon type situation. Yeah. Ground, you know, we hit the ground running. We're gonna, in the boots at the ground. That's it. We're going to make it happen. Um, the whole thing is just that you know, believing in the system, believing what we're going to do, um, believing in our. Fa- it's basically we're family first. Yeah, that's what we have to be. We have to be a family first and keep it. Everything inside our locker room is in our locker room. Whatever's happening and going through in life, we have to be there for each other. We can't leave a man behind. I, I don't believe in leaving nobody behind, and I never have done that, and I'm distilling that into the players. Like today at the youth camp, um, you know, I was talking about, you know, our players are captains, and one kid, you know, a couple kids were like, oh, boo. I said, we don't do that. We have to encourage them. you got to be a fan of them because one day that's going to be you, and there's going to be a camper booing you. Do you want that? No. Mm-hmm. I said, so we got to got to respect each other. And that, that's the whole thing is, is learning respect, learning the program, learning what we're doing, believing in it. You know, and it, it shouldn't matter about, the, the, of course, the color of your skin or, or what you listen to, what you do, what you drive, which, how much money you have. Or, you know, it's, it's about what do you bring into the table? What do you bring to the table? It's a potluck. None of that stuff it's a matters other than what do you bring to the table. What do you table? bring to the table? Yeah. It's like, you know, we went to, to the birthday party, of the, a graduation party up at your house, and you had a mariachi band. Yeah, two. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that, was, that, that was funny. You know, and I was like, wait a minute. This is, wait, they're, they're not, they're I didn't even, I was like, what the heck's going on? Yeah, it was probably one of the funniest things. I was like, this is hilarious. You know what happened, too, right? No. So I was talking so that both managers for both bands were both named Jose. So I was texting 
both of them, not realizing I'm t calling two different companies. One asked for a deposit, one didn't. So one car pulls up, they all get out. I'm like, all right, guys, we'll go around the back. You know, so there's a whole surprise. As I'm giving them the whole playbook and the whole rundown, another van pulls up. Oh, my So now goodness. instead of five, I got ten guys in my driveway. And That's we're, why it was so loud. I'm like, what is like, going on here? He's like, can you both play the same music? They're like, yeah. They, like, they, they, all all, they all looked at each other like, yeah, we can do the same music. So they all went in and that was it. What did you just do? You built the team. Well, yeah, we built the that team. That was coaching. Exactly. You just did your first coaching. You put yeah. you put five guys, you got ten guys, you're the 11th guy, you're, yeah. like, you're out there. You just put together a team. Exactly. You made it work. I exactly. didn't even know. I didn't even know what happened. But now I'm knowing the story. It's even more funnier. But and the ten of them. what I did was, too, they were dressed kind of the same, but I right. put everyone in the opposite way. So, I, I like, one guy was dressed the one way, the one guy's dressed another way, and the guys followed. So it was all, like... Coordinated, that was very but funny. it was hysterical. But that was very, yeah. very funny. But you know, it, but it's it, it worked, and that's the thing. Life has changes. Like yeah. things happen, you don't expect unexpected, unexpected. Exactly. It's like the other day I was in the locker room, and I'm talking to the guys. We're going over film. We're going over stuff. And then I went to that morph, into that that zone that coach locked into me, and I just started giving a speech. We're there's no, we're not playing outside or doing anything. I just went into it. And I got real into it. And before you know, I look up, and my players in the meeting room are in tears. And then I realized you have that way about you. Then I'm realizing I'm in tears. But I didn't realize I was in tears. And it's just like when you believe in something, and you just love something so much, and you're passionate about it. It's like when you gave birth to your sons and your daughter. It's just nothing, nothing like it. Nothing and you, like you, it. When you got married, it's just nothing like it. It's just like you don't want to fail. You don't want to let go. You don't want to give up. You don't want to quit. It's like when you do anything. It's like you give me something, I'm going to execute. I'm going to finish it. But I don't ever want these guys to leave a room. I want to hold on to them and, 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 and get, get a month away, a stay away camp, just all of the team. Yeah. Just go away for a month and stay together, live together, groom together, get it together. Because I know that last day what it feels like, especially being a senior. Yeah, it sucks. It's the worst day ever. It's the worst. The worst snap. The last snap is the hardest snap. The yeah, last really game is the worst game for a coach. It's the worst game for a senior player. So it's just the worst. It's the worst feeling. And you want and you look back. But how many people talk about the high school football stories oh, versus their college football stories? Oh, it's always high school. It's always high school. Everybody. You go. I laugh and talk about Al Bundy. He always talks about his high school football yeah. stories. Yeah. And it's a real thing. Like high school football is where you build your best best memories. Uh, one hundred percent. How many times? Like you 100%. think about. Let's think about the years at Bosco the tailgate. I mean, tailgate alone, it was just like unreal. The like, tailgates were unreal. It was unreal. I didn't believe where I was. I was like, this is <laughs> this is we're in North Texas. Were yeah, it's crazy. Unbelievable. You shut when it was a Bosco Bergen, a Bosco Joe's, Bosco anybody. It, it, everything shut down. Shut down. And, and it packed up. Yeah. And, it's, and then in Bergen versus anybody, it, it shuts down. But this here's my thing. Everybody wants to be part of that experience. Everybody I agree, does. but if you're a kid from a small town and you're going up there and you want to be part of the experience, you can be part of it, but are you going to get to experience it by getting on the field? Right. That's the biggest thing. I, I keep trying to explain, like, you can ruin somebody. The practices can be unforgiven. The talent is much different. You said that Some people got to be let, developed a little later in life and maybe practice a little different, but it's like you got to be careful. The sport is unforgiven. It is very it's a violent game. Yeah, and mistakes happen. Athletes get better. Some get you know a lot better. Some are neck and neck, and you can only like if a quarterback you can only put one. Mm -hmm. There's only one quarterback on the field. Running backs you might get two or three, maybe depending on who's carrying the load. And just because you're a senior doesn't mean a freshman's not gonna come and take your spot.
Right. Or a transfer comes in to take your spot. Exactly. So you got to be careful what you do. And that's so back to the public and private. Mm-hmm. Those are little things that, see, what I did was I couldn't give it all, but you, you sporadically go into stories and understand, like, you know, mm-hmm. just the difference. But when those kids come to private school and they go up to the colleges, they're ready. They're yeah. ready. Absolutely when the big North, ready. They're, they're more than ready. The running that they, that they do, the, the playing they do, everything they do, it's totally different. Yeah. But, you know, Manj, when, before we left Bosco, I was saying that Bosco should be the college experience. Like, I was saying that they should have... Um, it was the college experience. You no, know, but I mean, even more so, like, even in the, for, the, for the people. You know, like those trays that people walk up and down. Yeah. Give the kids credits. Yep. For doing because they have to do you could do yeah you could do that right, stuff sell yeah. the hot dogs hamburgers sausage and peppers you do that in the stands <laughs> yeah the italian right? mom coming out so people don't have to leave the stands there they you know you make money you generate so i don't see why the public the public schools can't be more like the big north right you know you can bring that feel. well that's that's the feeling i'm gonna have that's the like feel. i want i want them to get together you know and, and be together and understand each other and and not and put your differences aside which we all did you put mm-hmm. your differences aside and you just got along with everybody and you went in there root for your team and that that supports the players you want to yeah. support the players from within and support is what comes with the community build the community build from there yeah. and go from there you know but the one thing for me is like from september to september i'll be watching their grades even though 3.7 watch their grades Watch them get through to college, get to college. Watch them get to the next part of life. Watch them get to the next. I don't want them having a you know they're just good during football season with the grades, and all of a sudden football season's over and I'm nowhere to be found. Mm-hmm. I have to be on year top round. of everything. Yeah, yeah year round. And, I, and it's got to be year round. Yeah, and I, and I plan on helping out. You know, the basketball program. You know, is, is the softball, baseball. I'll be around everything. I just because I want to be involved with the community and, and let them know that I care about the, the program, care about the kids, and care about you know what's going on at the high school. And the fundraising all year round. Fundraising is huge. Yeah, absolutely. All year. If you need some tips too. Oh, hundred percent. You don't think I'm gonna go through the well? I yeah. listen. I, I can't have a future without my past. I need my past to mm-hmm. have a future, and I believe in that heavily. And I keep telling everybody that's why at my football camp I brought people from the past. Yeah. To come to the future. Um, Whitehead called you into the office because Whitehead heard how good my mom did and, and Gwen with the, the touchdown club oh, that, yeah. that you got called in for a two hour meeting on. How'd you, we how'd you set this up? What'd yeah, you do? We need, we need the money. How do we raise money? And I told them, but you know, that's a whole different it's like organized right? crime with you and Gwen at Bosco. We infiltrated, but no, it's true. I mean, and even as, as far as even getting parents to tailgate and organize the tailgating, you make it an experience. It's got to be an experience yeah. for everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's where the public school misses out a little bit. Oh yeah. I do. It, do they, you have a mascot? <laughs> that's my first, you know, me and the mascot. Mon, you need a mascot. We got a mascot. <laughs> What is it? It sounds like he has a story for us. A zebra. It's a zebra. Don't ask me. I have no idea. It's a zebra. Unridge <laughs> zebras? No, they're they're the ridgers. What's the ridger? Rig ridge. So they make ridgers. Uh-uh. I don't know. I I say we we are gr. You know, we're going rich. That's you know I I, I you know that's what they had. I'm like you know okay. But where does the zebra come in? I don't know. Anything you could do about that? Uh, we'll see. Let me go <laughs> let me state. We'll figure that out. Yeah. I mean, the gladiator sounds good. You yeah. know, uh, the Hawks, Red Hawks, or yeah. you know, something. I yeah. mean, Falcons. Uh, yeah. I, you know, no, you, you need something. you need something that represents coming out 
like from yeah, even from the red dogs. Like, like I like the red dog thing. The like red that, dog's I like great. It. The red dog thing was was great. That's nice. Yeah, how that came apart, I found out. Is <laughs> the people that put the lead together was over a twelve pack of red dog beer. There you go. That's simple. All it is is you know, listen, nobody had a good conversation over salad. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. yeah. So you had a drink, and then they had a good idea, and here we go. Boom, we'll go with that. Can't do the Jack Daniels. Well, same, <laughs> no. thing, same thing with yeah, golf, though, that's too. That's one different thing with public school, right? Yeah. In golf, uh, I forget the the ounces to a, a, a whiskey bottle or a, a scotch bottle, but it's, it's 18 shots. So that's where it stems from, 18 holes. It was 18 shots Listen, back in Scotland. In Verona, it was the Verona Hillbillies. Mm-hmm. With and the it was jug, a, It yeah. was a hillbilly with, with a jug and a shotgun. They made them change the mascot. What is it now? It's a hillbilly. It's right. a hillbilly it's a fishing pole. with a fishing pole, no more shotgun, and he's holding a bucket. like a yeah, bucket something or something. Like yeah. I mean, it's so ridiculous. But Do you think there's going to be pushback? With the with the Glen Ridge like principals and staff when it comes to the football team because they've infused a coach that has seen some crazy empires being built so he's going to bring the same kind of structure and energy that you know I don't know if this is what they did to me they gave you the key drive nice that's awesome There's no pushback that's awesome no pushback love it. it it was so it was so I think great that you know I met the superintendent after I got hired. Well after I've been hired. So do you think that that, awesome. that sweating and that 17 people in the room at, at um, Montclair High, you know, that adrenaline got you to be like, eh, all right, I can handle this interview and nailed it. For, I know you, you would have nailed it no matter what. But I, so see, don't you I'll believe be everything you, happens for a reason? Yeah. And I'll be honest with you, like going into Glen Ridge, I thought, you know, and, and this is, um, you know, sometimes you got, you know, you listen, I'm, I'm a realist. One of the things I thought that was going to be against me was the, my skin color. I did. I'm not going to lie to you. I was like, oh, I got one, one spaghetti. They're not going to look at me. They're going to yeah. be like, no, we don't want this guy here. That's what I thought. You know, best being closed-minded and hearing other people talk to me. You know, and it's just like, you know, that that's going to probably be something, whatever. And then I realized, I said, wait a minute. My brother-in-law works at the school. My sister-in-law works at the school. My brother-in-law lives in town. My sister-in-law lives in town. They're Irish. I never saw color. I hope they are just like that, Munch, you know, and I I'm don't hoping. think, I'll be honest with you, I don't think eight years ago that would have even been said to you, or ten years ago. I really yeah. don't. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I think agree. this is now in people's head that it's, in, and I'm, so I'm glad that you didn't even listen to that. No, I went in, I said, you know what, I know I'm going to get this because they're going to love me for who I am. Yeah. Yeah. As a person. And let me tell you something, Rob Hill, my athletic director, great. Rob Hill's a great man. And the people in the community are great. The people in the school district are great. I mean, I. This town is evolved, you know, when people used to look at it, they look at, oh, this is just a rich town and that's it, blah, blah, blah. No, it's more than that. This is a great town, great place. I mean, I enjoy walking to practice sometimes. I enjoy driving through the town. I enjoy seeing the people. That's I wear awesome. this gear all the time now. It's not It's not that, you know, I'm, I'm ashamed to wear it. I wear it everywhere I go. I'm not even ashamed to wear it. I love it. Um, I'm. I'm very, they welcomed me in, um, not because of, you know, any other reason, because I'm just, a, you know, the top candidate. Yeah, I was the better coach. I won. I earned my position. Nobody gave it to me. It was earned, and I earned it during that interview. And I showed and improved, and I've continued to climb mountains, and I'm gonna continue to climb. You know, people can ask me, "Hey, how long are you gonna be there for?" I got 20 years. That's my goal. Mm-hmm. Stay 20 years. And, and the players, the kids will see your drive and your work ethic because yep. there's also no coach that talks about like their real estate background or like their work background. And showing the kids that you're winning is going to show them much, much more in the future, I think, too. Yeah. Well, now look at what he gave up. Hmm? Look what you gave up to be a coach. That's yeah. a, that says everything. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The, right there. I, I, Mike dropped. 
Yeah. Who's willing to do that? Not many. No. Not many, Manch. No. That's but, a coach. Yeah. Well, I tell you, it, it takes uh, every good coach has to have, uh, if they're, you know, if, if they're married, has to have a great spouse. Yes. Every great spouse, you know, it could be husband or wife, has to have, you, you have to coexist with each other and have to support each other to push it. And I, you know, I'm blessed. Blessed to have her. You know, blessed yeah. to have my wife. You know, she... She's, you know, she was okay with everything. She said, I want you to do this. I need you to do this. You've been giving yourself to everybody your whole life. You haven't given yourself anything. So it's time to give yourself something that you can look back at, you can smile, you can be happy with. You can no enjoy. regrets. No regrets, no remorse. I, I, you know, I'm living my best life. I love it. That's awesome. And I'm I very happy. It. And I'm, I'm going into, you know, this season very open-minded but also close-minded that we're not going to be as bad. We're not going to be awful. Close-minded mean that we're going to be good. I'm, mm-hmm. not, I'm closing my mind to anything that people say that we're not going to be. Burn all ships. Everything. Yeah. And let me tell you, when we're not with Nikolai this season, we'll be in Glen Ridge watching you. Oh, I definitely. Oh, 100%. Uh, and then we got Verona on a Friday night, too. So hopefully, you know, Nikolai's not playing. You could be up there for that game, too. I'll be wearing red that day. Oh, Sorry, bro. I, I got you. Don't worry about it. I got you. I'll, I'll make sure everybody has everything they need. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. No, we're definitely supporting you because yeah. you've supported my family i can't thank you enough i don't know why i don't see you more often i know we're busy he's bu- no he's busy, busy. everybody you're just a special person you know, to me you know that the greatest you thing i that. always say is that family never ask where we've been they just know when we get together we're, it's just, we pick up where we left, we left off, off. We keep, we've yep, done and we continue to go and it's never asked you know where we no. went wrong you just keep going and that's this is why i know this is family that's why when you know, I, I actually, this time I asked, I said, listen, I'd love to come on the podcast. Yeah. yeah. And for you guys to say, yeah, absolutely, come on. I, it's a blessing. You know, it's it's something I, I don't mind sharing my story here, even though people are going to see it. And, you know, it's not about, you know, getting uh, likes on Instagram or Twitter or anything like that. It's about just sharing a story. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to help somebody with this story. You're going to exactly. inspire somebody. Yeah. And, and you know, there's times, like I said, I was on, uh, on death's door a few times for myself and, there's times in life where your life is hitting you with a ton of ton of bricks, and you just gotta wake up, get up, and understand that somebody's gonna, somebody loves you, somebody cares about you. So you just people depend on you. So when it comes to this football thing, people depend on me to do the job and get the job done right. And that's so, what makes you wake up. And that's what makes and, you wake up. Yeah. You gotta keep on keeping keep on. on. That's it. That's it's it. true. Well, Munch, I can't thank you enough for coming on. We oh, wish you all the best. It. You know that. I appreciate you know it. That. I appreciate You'll do it, it again. Will you come on again? Listen. After the season. No. No. We'll come on during the season. Cool. During the let's season. Get a, let's, let's get a mid-season thing. Absolutely. You want to do a yeah, let's we'll do a mid-season. We'll, we'll do a check-in. Yeah, yeah. We'll absolutely. We'll do a check-in mid-season. We'll, we'll, we'll get you some highlights and things like that. And How about this? We'll take the podcast to you, too. We'll do it at, we'll we do at the school. We could, the we, could, we could do it right in my locker room. That would right be awesome. Room. We could set something up in there. That would be awesome. Manch, if I don't ask you this, I'd be remiss. <laughs> do you like the screenplay? The lateral? Oh my play. God! I want you to watch. I want you to watch Mike Adams. Okay. Mike, we had, you, you know Mike Adams. He yes. came on. He came on the podcast. He explained it to me in a way that nobody's ever explained it to me. So I was happy. I hate that play, and everyone's heard me on the podcast say, you know, when they, it's just the quarterback throws it lateral. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just take a knee so nobody gets hurt. Right. Defense is way too quick. When they run that play, eight out of ten, nine out of ten times, it doesn't work. Well, it depends who's coaching it. Yeah. All right. And who's turning it up? Like, if you're telling your lineman, hey, there's going to be a guy screaming, coming this way, all you do is turn around and give it to him. 
All right. Well, you get to knock the snot bubbles out of some people. <laughs> well, listen, if it doesn't work, you're going to hear me in the stands. Oh, well, okay. Watch. Well, listen, and, and over there, I'm looking at my office coordinator, watch. Chris. I'm like, hey, Chris, uh, this is yours yeah. on you. You got some crazy lady in the stands. Yeah. yeah. Or running awesome. on the short side of the field gets me crazy, too. I don't know enough about football, but that's the thing that makes <laughs> oh, me Oh, no, no. Nuts. You're good. You're good. You're, listen, you're a football mom. Nuts. Well, this was awesome, Miles. Thank you so much. much. Thank, Thank you. you. This Thank was you. excellent. Well, I hope I, you know, I hope I answered most of the questions. But I know there's part two is going to be more deeper. Yeah, but no, definitely. We, we have a lot. We yeah, we got a lot we, to cover. We, I think we didn't even really scratch the surface. I think right this this was a scrimmage. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. We didn't get to the game yet. This was a seven on seven. Seven on seven. Seven on seven. We didn't even yeah. get to the game yet because yep. you know where I can unload at, and I didn't get to oh, yeah. unload. Now I feel comfortable coming in here. You know, give of course your family, but if, you know whoever is listening and talking. I'm gonna unleash. Yeah. Well, not only that, we're gonna we're also gonna do a question. You know, your next podcast. Anyone who wants to ask questions, oh, we'll get those in. Advance. Now the viewers know you, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's a warm transfer. All right. Thank you. You're the best. Appreciate Thanks you guys. So much. Love you guys. Love you Love too. Love you more.